Episode 2 of the Inside Man Podcast. I do apologize for the wait. I had a couple people telling me, asking me when I was going to do the next episode. So, I'm finally doing it. And, you know, this episode, I did a little poll where I wanted to ask, you know, what y'all wanted me to talk about next. Because I just don't have my topics in order yet. And this is really freestyle. So, um, but I asked and everyone said that I should talk about you know, other projects. So I decided to just go in order right now, just go with the flow. And the sixth tape will be my second solo project. Uh, first off, I want to start off thanking everybody that listened to the first podcast about the Inside Man. It's still not available on iTunes yet, but it will be real soon. If you haven't heard it, go to firstuplook.bandcamp.com. Check it out. The first mixtape I ever dropped, first album, whatever you want to call it. It's there. Go listen to it. Check it out. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Uh, I also want to say that I was not bashing my uh, ex-girlfriend because that's, I'm not in the business of bashing anybody that I've been in love with or I still love as a person. So to anybody who thought that or it felt like that's what I was doing, that's not what I'm doing. So just know that if I'm telling my truths uh, or whatever happened to me, you know, whether it be the truth or not, because, you know, there's always two sides to a story. So my side may sound like I'm bashing her. She may have a side that sounds like us. Uh, that sounds totally different from mine. Either way, you know, I'm not bashing her at all. I'm just saying what was done and, or why, you know, what why those songs were recorded. That's all I was saying. Nothing more, nothing less. So to anyone who assumed I was bashing my ex girlfriend who... I love to death. You're incorrect. To anyone who assumes I'm bashing anyone else, you're incorrect. That's not what look does. That's not what I do. That's not what I promote. So I don't expect or want anyone to do anything like this. So knock it off. But uh, we got that out the way. So I guess we can start on the six tape. You know, um, the six tape was well. I dropped the inside man on Valentine's Day. And when I dropped it on Valentine's, uh, I kind of declared that my second birthday. So, you know, my original birthday, then, which is in September, but February 14th would be my second birthday because I felt like I'm just, you know, it's love day. So I just feel like I was so in love or I'm so about love that, you know, I would make that my second birthday. If you didn't know that. So... 
after I dropped it, you know, I was so eager to, and it got a good response, I was so eager to come back with more music to, because now I kind of had a little light that people were watching me, so I'm like, I kind of want to show people that I can really make music, because I've, I've had this light before in the group, you know, which is first in the fam, shout out to my dog Squeeze, shout out to my dog Sonic. Uh, but I've never really had, like, people were really fucking with the inside man, so I was like, you know, I'm going to keep putting out music because it's, it doesn't take me a long time to put out music or make music, period. So, uh, you know, we rolled inside man from February to, you know, we were still riding, but I decided that for my birthday, which is September 28th, I would release another project called The Sixteenth. Uh, initially, I don't know why I came up with the idea to do a sex tape. In my head, I want to say that I wanted to kind of visually or verbally give you a visual of sex with me. Like, kind of, that's kind of where I was going. Because, like I said, I was, uh, you know, heartbreak kind of turned me into a monster. If so, if that's what you want to say. But not necessarily a monster because I love too much to ever be a monster. Not to say that I haven't done anything, but that's just how I felt. So, well, in, the Inside Man would be the Super Love CD. The Sex Tape would be the Super Sexual CD, I guess, with love included because I'm not taking the love away from the Sex Tape, but it was definitely not as much love as um, the Inside Man. But there were some significant songs there with significant meanings about significant people. Most were just songs or good songs that I like, you know, that I want people to do, but some were songs where I did talk about specific people. So, before I start with the track list and just go over certain songs that I wanted to do, or certain songs that I did and the meaning behind them, I am not telling my side of the story or telling you about things that inspire songs to reminisce on any past memories, to bash anybody, to glorify anybody that is a part of my past. These, this is just my story. This is like a book. This is like a verbal book, an audio book, we call it. You know, this is all this is. And I'm not name dropping, but I might just mention a specific situation, a specific time. That's all it is. I'm over it. It's done. It's in the past. And I don't know how easy it is to listen to this for anybody who knows me or loves me or whatever. I'm not trying to make it difficult. That's not what I'm trying to do. I hate that I'm even explaining all this shit because I don't have to, but that's not what I'm trying to do. So anyway, we're going to start with the uh, the sex tape, the preview. The intro was, you know, just an intro basically of me saying you know, introducing you to, like, I really, like, I think my, like I said, initially my idea was to kind of try to make an actual audio sex tape though, but not with the actual sex, but it was more so to, to make you kind of imagine or, you know, visualize what the sex would be like. So it was a lot of just intimate ass songs to me. Um, the previews, like I said, of course, was just the intro of two welcoming you to what you about to witness uh tonight featuring coke boom I. A. Uh, that's something we worked on together kind of like now that wasn't our first song because we did some on inside man but i just remember him coming through and helping me out on the hook on that one and we just kind of you know vibe basically saying you know you 
it's kind of like, you know, fucking with a chick or somebody, you know, you met in the club, you know, you try to holler at her and maybe she tell you, you no know, the first time or whatever, but, you know, you keep being persistent. If I say you know one more time, you know, somebody, I did, fuck, somebody can slap me. But anyway, that was uh, just like a song where, you know, tonight you may say no, but it doesn't mean no. With the dick, there's a story behind with the dick featuring Doe Hit. Uh, that day, the day of uh, that Doe recorded his verse to with the dick, I was working on dancing. So when he came to do his verse, he heard me, my verse, and the hook to dancing. And he was like, look, I'm cool with that with the dick song, man, but this is shit I want to be on. And I kept telling him, like, no, though, this ain't, I ain't even, I don't even, I'm not for sure if I'm even keeping this dancing that record because it sounds garbage to me so I just remember him steady asking like look I appreciate the verse on the with the dick but you need to put me on this dancing that record I told him no I, like this was in the afternoon and I know all the way to the night I'm still telling him don't know because this song probably is finna be trash until Coke came to the studio he heard and he was like whatever that is that shit hard so y'all can thank Coke and Dope for dancing because it was probably going in the trash can. But Doe begged all night and he said that he was gonna record a verse regardless and if I wanna use it or not. But he finna record a verse to that shit and he put a verse on there and of course it stuck and my dog was on the song. And that's the story behind dancing it, but that was also the day of with the dick. So I had dancing it when I put out the sex tape, but I just didn't release it then because I felt like once we got finished with it, I felt like it was a big record. Uh, she wanted, um, that was just, like I said, another sexual record, just, it was kind of like niggas better get their bitches before niggas be, better get their bitches, now that I listened to it, you know, I listened to it the other day, and I was just like, damn, this was kind of, uh, niggas better get their bitches before I ever made that actual song, that's just how I am, that's just some shit I be on, but niggas don't have to get their bitches, I'm not out here fucking anybody, woman, old lady, wife, or none of that other kind of bitch shit. My dick is on point. Uh, can't do what I do. It's even more like niggas that get that bitch like, you know. But basically telling you know, a woman that her man can't do what I do. Man, how the fuck do I know that? We always say some shit like, and hey, you nigga can't do what I do. I never used it in personal, you know, like, never... Uh, on any type of woman like I never said that you're a man or whoever you fucking with can't do what I do cause that's like the lamest shit in the world but I did put it into song but if that was lame y'all can let me know too Lowdown featuring Slim Pushy is one of my favorite songs ever by myself or just one of my favorite songs period that was the first time me and him worked together and we created magic like I had the song I really came to let it verse he fucked with it and a lot of people fuck with that song to this day probably gonna try to re-record it, remix it, do something, because if you haven't heard Lowdown, then you're missing out. It's a fucking awesome-ass song. Um, no story behind Lowdown. It just felt good. When I made the beat, it just felt real good. It felt like a summertime party song. You know, of course, I like to make a lot of stripper music, even though I don't pretend strip clubs often, and I definitely don't throw money. So, I don't know why I keep fucking making strip club songs, but I do. Moon Life was, uh, I remember it being a favorite of a lot of women. Um, 
it was to say that uh, possibly six with me is like going to the moon, but it's probably not. But at least I can I can sing about anything I, I please too. So six with me is like going to the moon if I say so. And if you don't agree, fuck this. Um, no makeup would be one of the special songs with some significance to me. Like I said, there's not there's not many uh, just like songs about people on it, but the woman I was dealing with at the time, I'd say that I don't deal with her anymore. But I think around this time, makeup was becoming um, it's popular now, and it was probably popular then. But makeup was becoming so popular that I just noticed women, you know, took the time they I, they couldn't go outside of the house without makeup on. I always got to put makeup on. It takes forever to put fucking makeup on, and if I love you, I'm going to love you. And I understand the makeup is not for me, you know, but I just w- I just wanted to make somebody feel special inside of their own skin, like, to where they felt like or knew that they didn't need the makeup. So no makeup was for a woman that I love to death. I still love to death. So it was for all women also, but it was different for one specific woman. And I just wanted to let her know that, you don't really need makeup. I understand you want to, you want to wear it, uh, or you feel like you aren't presentable without makeup. But I just felt like I needed to let her know that you don't need makeup, at least not for me. Like I'm cool without the makeup. I'm cool without without all the extras. If you didn't know, uh, "Sing to Me" featuring my dog Air Slim was just another fucking sexual song, you know, featuring my dog. Uh, where with a lot of moaning and the fucking beat. It was a good record to me though. I fuck with it. Um now to one of my another one of my all time favorites. Uh, another fan favorite. Remember, if you haven't heard Remember, I definitely need you to go check that out right now. Uh before I break this down. Or after the podcast you need to go back and listen to Remember. Uh Remember uh was definitely a song where the title speaks for itself. I wanted to reminisce about women that I've I've been with or, you know, meant something to me. And uh, with my music, I definitely like to be 100% genuine. Well, not 100% because I fabricate some shit sometimes. I lie a lot. On this very next record, I lie a whole lot, but we're not going to go there yet. But I do like to draw from real life experiences, so... With this song in particular, I was able to draw from a lot of real life experiences. Like everything on these songs were, or on this song was a fact. No lies told, I don't remember. Um, the first word, verse was, was about this badass red bone to have my head on. I don't even know if this girl is a red bone. I don't even know what the hell a red bone is, to be honest. But it was a chick I used to work with. with like I said, the badass red bone had my head gone. She had a nigga we was fucking, we were dead wrong. We was wrong for sure. But it was a chick I used to work with. I used to work with Cracker Barrel back in the day, uh, watching dishes and shit. Um, but it was a chick that, you know, worked with me. Being, she was a waitress or whatever. Um, somebody's probably gonna know her, somebody's gonna probably tell her that I'm talking about her. Fuck all that, but whatever. I used to fuck her back in the day, so the first verse about a red bone that. I used to talk to him back in the day. The second verse, um, 
the second verse was actually about my ex-girlfriend that cheated on me. And I say that to just keep putting that out there so you'll know that she cheated on me and I'm bashing her. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, the second verse was definitely about my ex-girlfriend. Um, it was, I don't even remember what the second verse really was, but yeah, the second verse was about her. The third verse was like the funniest verse to me and it was also true, but it was about I did have a chick in the Palisade that I used to have to pull up to the gate. She used to have to um, come let me in the gate. So I think that that was like the most memorable verse on Remember because I had so many niggas like, nigga, hold up, wait, I can't forget my girl in the say She used to come and get me from the gate. Like, I, I guess I wasn't the only one getting picked up at the gate. And of course, I know I wasn't because I saw other people getting you know, made it the gate and picked up, but that was definitely a true moment from back in the day for my Palisade people. Like, I really was getting picked up at the gate and, you know, going to handle my business and coming back out, praying my car was still on the street, but that's old, but that's definitely remember, remember 100% fact. Um, I don't know if these girls, I know, well, they probably had heard this song. I think they listened to it, everybody except my age, but. With the significance of talking about my ex, we have ex messages, which is another favorite of mine, and another fan favorite where I lied about these four or five girls that are exes of mine that just can't seem to let me go. I don't know any of these hoes, excuse my language, but I don't know any of these hoes. I just made them up and made it sound real good, and I'm pretty sure nobody believed it, but it sounded, it sounded real good in songs, so. Big shout out to everybody who rocks with X messages. Just for the, you know, for the record, X message was definitely exagger an exaggeration. I was lying, but it sounded great. Uh, Forget me, which was one of my favorite samples uh, from Drake's uh, first album. Uh, the song he in the dream, one of my favorite songs. I sampled it just to let you know if you ever in your life. Give me some vagina. You won't ever forget me. And that's just how I feel. I could be wrong again, you know. I could definitely be fucking feeling myself a little bit too much because around this time, I was definitely feeling myself a lot. And we were about to get to, like, the record where I was... I kind of wanted to skip these next records and go straight to the last record, but I'm not. Uh, Paul in my pants, at this time, Paul was still growing, a growing record, so... We were, I was always told that if you got a single, whatever project you put out, first of all, don't ever, if you get a song that's a good song or a single, don't put out any more projects. But like I said, I wasn't listening to anyone. I was going to put out as much music as I wanted to. So I put out the sixth day and I included Paul in my pants because it was still my single. So I wasn't going to leave it off of my project. That was the only reason it was on sixth tape. If it was really up to me, I would have left it off. Uh, Electric City feature. Oh, Paul My Pants featured Treasure T, by the way. Big shout out to Treasure T. I fuck with you the long way, you know that. Uh, Electric City feature my dog Rose Mo was just really electric, electricity, you know, sexual electricity uh, from a man and a woman. But, you know, it was another sexual song. One night, uh, this was way back in the day. I don't even know if people know this was a weekend sample. This was fucking with the weekend. 2012, like, I don't know if anybody else was, but I was, and I sampled him on one night, and that's one of my favorite, like, that sound was the, a sound I was growing into, I think that sound is kind of like, sort of the sound of today, I don't know if I'm 
correct, but to me, that feels like the sign of today, and I, that was a sign I was growing into when I was little. I always sampled. That's a fact. I've always sampled and sung over sample beats with my drums, like with, with more rapid drums. Samples with rapid drums have always been my thing, and I kind of feel like, damn, that's the wave of today. Not to say I created the wave or I was ahead of the wave. Not to say any of that. Just, to, just the facts in the music. Look at these. Look at the inside, man. Look at the sex tape, and you'll see samples with rap drums all over the fucking city. But like I said, one night was a sample of the weekend. I don't know the the name of the song specifically, but it was the song that I sampled the song over and I fucking love one night. End credits, which is the last song of the sex tape, is where I had a fucking weird ass idea to interview where I really didn't interview but it felt like interviews women that I had been with because like I said the sex fake is supposed to be verbal or audio but visual at the same time so I couldn't have sex actual physical sex in recording that just wouldn't be right so my thing was all this talking I've done from 1 to 15 are uh, really opinions of mine. So I was like, I need some, I kind of want to add some facts. And I don't think this has ever been done. So this is what makes it even more classic to me. But I was like, I want some facts. I kind of want to add some women that I've been involved with. I want to hear their uh, point of view on sex for me. Because I'm only telling it from my side of the story. Like I said, there's always two sides. I could think that I'm slanging the best fucking meat in the deli whereas to the woman it's just in the moment it was good but nigga that shit trash you know so I'm not gonna lie I like to hear what people think about me whether I take you know I take what I want from it but I definitely like to hear what people think about me so it was definitely experience to not only ask them to do it and them do it but to hear their responses so there was uh, I played the waiting game with them so that was definitely something that was classic. But I did get a few interviews, some that didn't make the cut because they were, some people just wanted to be so extra and moan like we was happy. Like, I didn't ask for this. I just asked for you to talk about me or talk about the six. You can say whatever you want to say, but don't be extra. I guess because I said the name of the CD is the six. They, they want to moan and like, and, want, and, and you can obviously tell they were fake moan. So it's like, Bitch, if you don't get off this, my phone with this uh, fake-ass moan, I'm not putting this on. You did not make the cut. But the ones that did make the cut, I sampled Beyonce speakers, by the way. For those who haven't heard it, um, go listen to Ian Chris, man. It's definitely classic. Um, But I definitely sampled Beyonce speakers, and at the end, I had a few voice memos from a few different young ladies. And I must salute all of those young ladies for their part in the record. Um, I absolutely positively, positively, for whatever, however the fuck you say the word, want to do another record, like a part two, but somebody told me I'd be uh, a single man if I do that, but, so I'm, uh, I'm going to put a hole on it for right now, or I might just do it and keep it in the vault, I just want to know, you know, from, in their words, because all these people put, you know, w- you know, women or men may tell you a lot of shit about yourself, in person, you know, or why y'all talking, but to say, okay, I want you to break me down and put me into your words. 
with that, like, in, on your time, and then send it to me or give it to me. That's kind of different. So you you have all the time in the world to put, you know, one person into a, a ball or whatever, and they kind of sum me up how they looked at me. Or I don't know if I asked them about sex, period, or just talk about me. I know they all talked about sex, so I'm pretty sure I did say talk about sex with me. And I just think that's amazing that these women that some I wasn't even involved with, like sexually at the time, but I could still, hey, oh, I need you to do me a favor. And that's what I mean, like forget me or if you if you ever love me, whether we're in, we're in love or in a relationship, because I wasn't in a relationship with some of these women. It was just sex, but I could still reach out and touch them, and, they, and it's still our love, whether it was we were in love or whatever. But for them to do that for me just showed me, you know, like, I, I'm still good people with them, and they still good people with me because I can still reach them. So, like I said, to have, I think it's four women on there to elaborate on the six, you know, to say, tell their side to the story, which were all good reviews, which were all not coach reviews. I would not coach anybody to talk about me. If anybody had anything bad to say, I would have put it on there too because it's the truth. I wanted to just give facts about six, you know, with me. I did not want to lie, fabricate because I did all that from one to 15. So 16 was okay. I'm just going to lay it out there. I got a few interviews from a few different women. This has never been done before in my, you know, in my brain. I don't think it had. So, bam, here's some brand new, and it fucking turned out great. No, it's it's always the best for musicians when you hear something in your head and it comes out the way you hear it in your head. That's like fucking perfect. And that's one song that I know came out the exact same way I heard it in my head, and I think it's classic. Like I said, after you listen to the podcast, please go listen to the sex tape. It's on Bandcamp. It's the second mixtape. Go check it out. If you want to skip all the way down to end credits, just listen to it because I just I fucking love the song. So just go listen to the end credits if you haven't listened to anything else, or if you tired of listening to me boast and brag like I'm just the fucking sex educator or the greatest lover on earth, just go listen to a few opinions or facts from other women or women that have you know been in the act with myself that's the end of the sex tape um i remember i I recorded the sex tape myself when we had the studio back on cooper road slim mix it of course but i recorded the whole season myself um i would say i produced everything but she wanted was produced by confetti uh everything else was produced by me everything else was produced by me i remember like I said, I, I don't know if my home setup was messed up or what. Probably I lost my laptop, probably fucked up. But I remember I used to be in the studio by myself late at night, like from 1 to 2 in the morning. Like 1 to 2 in the morning, I would be there just record myself. And really, once I had put that pressure on the date, fuck, I had to. I really had to be in there finishing them songs up there. Because once I set a date, I like to go ahead and, regardless of what the people know, you know what I'm saying, I like to um, stick to my date and make sure anybody that's waiting on the music I put it out also I had a sex tape release party that's probably the only CD I had a release party for big shout out to uh, my current girlfriend Ashley uh, I don't know who else ever put that together book or whatever but it was a had a listening party release party 
it was dope. You know, that was the only time I had that I do remember that dope, super dope, super, super dope. I had the curl in my hair, it's curly, top five, shit, killing the old. But yeah, that's pretty much the sex tape. I don't think I bashed anyone on this podcast. I don't think I have anything else left to say about the sex tape except it'll be on iTunes soon. I don't know if I want to remix it because I just think it can sound better. I'm just my biggest critic, but that's pretty much it for this episode of the Inside Man podcast titled The Sex Tape. Um, go listen to the sex tape right now. It's first up look. That's one S T up look.bandcamp.com. Listen to everything else on there. You know, if you hear anything you want to know anything about, ask me. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you can find me. If you see me in the street, ask me or whatever. Just, you know, whatever you want to know. I'm here to, to answer your questions. If it's not bashing anyone or making anyone seem like a bad person, because that's not what I want to do. Like I said in the beginning, um, just because you cheated on me doesn't make you a bad person. It just, you know, fuck, I keep saying that. But you just did what you wanted to do. You know? People got to, people, people, people should be selfish and do what they want to do, regardless of how it affects anyone else in a certain situation. Um, I know I had someone say that they wanted to kill my ex-girlfriend, which I know was a joke. But, no, we're not going to kill her. We love her to death. I do. So, we don't. There's no bad blood. If I can forgive her, nobody else should even be mad at her. So, me saying, uh, making a CD about somebody cheating on me or me being my feelings is not to bash anyone. It was not to out anyone. I know a lot of people have been asking me, who is my ex-girlfriend? Uh, if you find her, that's fine, but I won't. I will not be promoting her on my podcast. As far as her identity, you know, I will not be doing it. We're not gonna do that. But I know some people do know who she is. And if you do, and if you're talking to her, tell her I love her and I hope that she's happy. How about that? And I think that's about it. Um, I'm gonna try to be a little bit more uh, quicker with the next episode. I'm not gonna try to take two to three fucking weeks because I don't know if y'all waiting on this shit or not. I don't know if I'm talking too fucking long. I don't know how many minutes this is. Hey, I'm at 29 minutes, so I'm about right at the same time. I freestyle. I know I cursed a lot. I do apologize for my cursing, but I'm just rambling or freestyling as I know. I'm just talking like I would talk to anybody else. Um, I'm thinking about doing maybe some shorter versions where I just get like ideas. I come to I get spur of the moment ideas and I kind of want to just talk about them and I'm just probably going to record it and throw it out there so if y'all are interested in it let me know. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a long list for everyone but still make sure you listen to the whole entire thing. If I left out anything or anybody let me know. If you are any of the girls I'm remembering you hear this and you feel a certain type of way let me know. I will not delete the podcast but you can let me know um, that you feel a certain type of way. But, it's not going to change a bitch-ass thing in my Zach Knight voice. Um, it's like my second time mentioning Zach on the podcast, too. Shout out to Zach Knight. Everything's substantial. Like a pink shirt would say. Substantial. Substantial. Uh, but, yeah. Signing out. The inside man. Where, at this time, I was the fucking sex guy. <laughs> creating a sex tape. And a whole lot of other memories. But, like I said, I'll be back real soon. To get out another episode of the podcast. 
Stay tuned. Uh, new music on the way. A lot of new music on the way. And a lot of other dope shit. Peace.